attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Jarrett, and welcome to The Brief. For years, the mainstream media has mocked and demeaned the argument that James Comey's FBI was a cesspool of corruption. The media derided or outright ignored the mounting evidence that top officials at the Bureau had wrongfully targeted Donald Trump and falsely accused him of being a Russian asset. The far-left dominated media outright denied that his campaign was spied on with wiretaps and undercover informants secretly recording conversations, despite compelling evidence, proof to the contrary. In other words, journalists not only drove the Russia collusion narrative without a shred of evidence that it was true, but they sedulously covered up all of the evidence that it was an outlandish lie. But now both the lie and the cover-up are unraveling. A top FBI lawyer by the name of Kevin Kleinsmith, he was the assistant general counsel for the FBI, has been criminally charged for his role in the Russia hoax. His lawyer says his client will plead guilty to making a false statement. So that invites the question, what exactly did Kevin Kleinsmith do? Well, he altered critical evidence that enabled the FBI to gain a warrant to wiretap former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. In short, Kleinsmith doctored a document. Armed with that warrant, the FBI then secretly listened in on Carter Page's telephone conversations. But that's not all. It also allowed agents to access all of his electronic communications going forward and backward into the campaign. In other words, it opened a window so that the FBI could spy on not just the campaign itself, but Donald Trump. What did the FBI discover with all of that? Nothing at all. Zero. Because there was no collusion to begin with. It was a figment of the rich imagination of ex-British spy Christopher Steele, and of course paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign and Democrats. You see, Carter Page was not a Russian operative, as the FBI claimed in its warrant application to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. No, crooked James Comey and his insufferable gang of miscreants knew it all along. And that's the insidious part of this. Carter Page was just the opposite of a spy. Page had four degrees. He was a graduate of the Naval Academy. He served in naval intelligence. Years ago, he took a job for an American company, Merrill Lynch, in Moscow. And when the CIA came to him and asked for his help, Carter Page, the Patriot, was more than willing to assist them. He became what's known as an operational contact for the CIA, from 2008 to 2013. He gave the CIA valuable information that he gleaned from Russians. And during that time, Page was instrumental in helping the United States government prosecute Russians. Fast forward to the summer of 2016. 
when invented stories began to leak to the gullible media that Donald Trump was conspiring with the Kremlin to rig the election, Carter Page's name came up, and overnight he was badgered by journalists who began to ask him about an FBI investigation that allegedly involved him as a target. Well, Page was outraged. He was upset. What did he do? He sat down and wrote a letter to then-FBI Director James Comey. He explained to Comey that he was not a clandestine Russian spy. Indeed, he had been spying for the U.S. against Russia. In no uncertain terms, he informed Comey that he was, in fact, a covert informant for the CIA who had actively helped put Russians behind bars. How do I know it? Because Carter Page gave me a copy of his letter to Comey. I published it in my books. And Congress also had a copy of it. So, at this point, James Comey well knew that seeking a warrant to spy on Page was wrong, profoundly so. And if Comey had any doubts, all he had to do was pick up the telephone, call the CIA headquarters at Langley, and confirm from his old pal CIA Director John Brennan that Carter Page was one of the good guys. Did Comey do that? He didn't. But here's the important part. Comey didn't need to do that, because according to the charges laid out against Kleinsmith, the CIA had already sent James Comey's FBI a memorandum dated August 17, 2016, stating that Page, quote, had been approved as an operational contact for the CIA. Indeed, the CIA then detailed for Comey and others at the FBI all of the help that Page had provided against Russia. None of this was disclosed by Comey to the FISA court. If the judges had known this, they would never have approved the spy warrant on Page. So Comey concealed it all. He hid this vital information. He perpetrated a fraud on the court. And others at the FBI were also involved, which in legal terms makes it a conspiracy to defraud the U.S. government. The recent criminal charge against Kevin Kleinsmith also reveals the following valuable nugget of information. It wasn't until nine months after that first spy warrant against Page was obtained by Comey that Kleinsmith was specifically and officially directed to contact the CIA to confirm Carter Page's status. And what did Kleinsmith learn? A reply email from the CIA explained that Page, quote, was or is an operational contact for the CIA, end quote. Did Kleinsmith immediately notify Comey or anybody else at the FBI that their spying on Carter Page was not only baseless, but it was lawless? No. Kleinsmith took that CIA email and he dramatically changed its meaning to the exact opposite, doctoring it so that it read, quote, Page was not a source for the CIA. Unbelievable, right? Kleinsmith was covering up for James Comey and others at the FBI who had been illegally spying on Carter Page. And instead of disclosing the truth to the FISA court, the FBI conjured up a blatant lie to justify their illegal 
and corrupt actions. People like Comey, Kleinsmith, and Assistant FBI Director Andrew McCabe and others at the FBI lied about Carter Page. Pure and simple. His business was destroyed. His reputation was wrecked. His life was ruined. It was done deliberately and with premeditation. It gets worse. For the better part of three years, the mainstream media told the American people that Carter Page was a villain, a traitor, a Russian spy. They had no evidence of that, of course. And people like myself who kept trying to explain that Page was a U.S. intelligence asset, not a spy, were ridiculed as kooks. So isn't it now interesting? When the lie has finally been exposed thanks to Kleinsmith's criminal charge, the media has scarcely mentioned it. The New York Times, for example, buried the Kleinsmith story in the back pages of its newspaper, the bottom of page 16. Recall that the New York Times won a Pulitzer Prize for its front page reporting that Trump had colluded with Russia, which turned out to be false. Only in American journalism does a liberal newspaper win an award for getting an important story wrong. And then when the evidence emerges proving them wrong, they bury it. That's the New York Times for you folks. It's an utterly worthless rag. Its only value is to line the bottom of a bird cage. And thankfully, birds can't read. They just crap all over the New York Times, which is what the newspaper richly deserves. When the Justice Department recently made public the criminal charge against Kevin Kleinsmith, Carter Page issued the following statement, quote, After several years, Kevin Kleinsmith is finally being held accountable and pleading guilty to committing a felony for his involvement in the plot to falsely portray me and, by implication, the Trump administration as traitors. End of quote. You know what? I I take my hat off to Carter Page. His statement was reasoned. It was tempered. Frankly, if I were in his shoes, I would have blasted Kleinsmith with language that would make a sailor blush. So what did Kleinsmith have to say for himself? Did he issue a sincere apology to Carter Page or the American people? Of course he didn't. His lawyer said that his client regrets what he did. More likely, he regrets getting caught. But then the lawyer said this, quote, it was never Kevin's intent to mislead the court or his colleagues, and he believed the information he relayed was accurate. Wait, wait just a minute. What was that? The information was accurate? No, it wasn't. Kleinsmith sat down at his computer, and he turned accurate information into inaccurate information. He transformed the truth into a lie. The lawyer also said that Kleinsmith didn't intend to mislead. Of course he did. You don't just accidentally change the words, Carter Page is an operational contact to is not an operational contact. Kleinsmith's lawyer said, oh, gee, gosh, golly, this was just a a benign mistake. Good Lord, what a load of manure. Kleinsmith and his counsel don't even have the guts to be honest about his dishonesty. On that basis alone, Kleinsmith should have the book thrown at him. The top end of the sentence is five years. 
Toss him in the big house and throw away the key. But that's not going to happen. I suspect that Kleinsmith will sign a cooperation agreement and become a stoolie, a snitch. He'll probably start singing like a canary to try to shave time off his sentence. Because that's what rats do. When caged, they begin to gnaw at one another. So if that's what's happening, I do hope that Kleinsmith is gnawing on James Comey and others at the FBI. They all belong behind bars. They're malfeasance, abuse of power, lies, and corruption did enormous damage, not just to the presidency of Donald Trump, but to our institutions of government. What could Kleinsmith say? Well, his dirty hands were all over other aspects of the Trump witch hunt. For example, he was intimately involved in the FBI operation to spy on candidate Trump and Michael Flynn during a phony counterintelligence briefing in the summer of 2016. Kleinsmith was also part of special counsel Bob Mueller's team of partisan lawyers. And Kleinsmith took part in the FBI interviews of former Trump advisor George Papadopoulos. Kleinsmith could actually have a lot to say if he starts to squeal. One of Kleinsmith's best buds at the FBI, of course, was the nefarious Peter Strzok best known for his anti-Trump text messages that he traded with his lover, FBI lawyer Lisa Page. At the same time, they were tasked with investigating the very man they were trashing. So much for fairness and objectivity at the nation's premier law enforcement agency. And like Strzok, Kleinsmith was also sending out anti-Trump screeds, The day after Trump was elected, Kleinsmith wrote, The crazies won. This is the Tea Party on steroids. And then he called Mike Pence, the vice president-elect, stupid. Yeah, swell guy, that Kevin Kleinsmith. He officially joined his FBI colleagues in doing what they could to undermine the new president when he texted, Viva la resistance. On the day the criminal charge against Kleinsmith was made public, I sat down with veteran attorney Robert Ray, who once served as an independent counsel for the Whitewater investigation. He was also a part of the Trump impeachment defense team. Look, Kleinsmith's lawyer tried to peddle this today as just an innocent mistake. Uh, No, falsifying a document to dramatically change its meaning to the opposite of what it said Isn't that a deliberate, premeditated, and malicious act? Yes, to all three. And because it also is indicative of a political motivation in order to have the investigation lean in a way that was favorable to an outcome that this particular lawyer wanted to accomplish, it's particularly pernicious And an example now with a felony guilty plea uh, of the fact that the deep state does exist. And the the consequence of that is that we're now seeing in an election cycle this investigation move forward with prosecutions. Greg, you correctly predicted that this was probably likely to be the first guilty plea. And uh, it obviously is now uh, going to happen. You know, Robert, the the evidence is abundantly clear that James Comey and Andrew McCabe, formerly of the FBI, hated 
Donald Trump. And it drove their investigation, their political bias, their personal animus toward Trump. And it wasn't just Comey and McCabe. It was also Peter Strzok and his lover, Lisa Page, who were trading anti-Trump text messages about the very man they were tasked to investigate. Uh, but Kleinsmith was also joining in, sending emails and texts uh, about how much he hated Donald Trump and Republicans. I want to put one on the screen. Here it is. This is Kleinsmith. I honestly feel like there's going to be a lot more gun issues, too. The crazies finally won. This is the Tea Party on steroids. And the GOP is going to be lost. They have advanced to deal with an incumbent in four years. We have to fight this again. Also, Vice President Mike Pence is stupid. With people like that in charge at the FBI, Robert, is it any wonder that the Russia hoax happened? Really, the answer, surprisingly, even to me, and I've been part of the, the criminal justice system uh, for close to 30 years, I don't understand how this possibly could have happened. It surprises even me. And I have said you know, for many years that the FBI, given the power that it has, if it if it goes awry, it is uh, enormously dangerous. And this is an example of just how dangerous it can be. Um, but, you know, also look at the human element here. This is a 38 year old lawyer who was uh, a lawyer for the FBI who threw his career away with what will become a felony conviction, which means that he will be automatically disbarred. His legal career is over. But on top of all of that, the motivations here are enough to confirm that the deep state exists. And now what's going to happen next is, you know, political motivations are one thing, and that would be bad enough. There are people who actually cross the line to alter documents, to give false testimony under oath, uh, to swear to the accuracy of uh, applications that they knew were not true. Uh, and those people, once, you know, the evidence is developed and you find out what the intent was, it, it seems pretty clear that it's the attorney general's expectation that this will be the first of several prosecutions to hold the, those who are responsible for this uh, to, to account. You know, I've written two books on this subject, and still I bet we only know about half the story because the cover up of the lie has been so sedulous by those involved. Uh, just uh, a few days ago, we received yet another declassified document that shows that in 2018, the FBI lied to the Senate Intelligence Committee. They assured senators that the dossier was credible, that Christopher Steele, the author, was reliable, that the subsource had verified the information. All of that was a lie. The opposite was true. The FBI had discredited and debunked it. Isn't lying to senators? A crime? It is. It's prosecutable under the false statement statute and or the perjury statute if the testimony was provided under oath. And if, for example, Andy McKay was responsible for providing talking points uh, for testimony along those lines, he may be well be the next person held to account. So, yeah, I mean, those are the things you want to be looking for. Obstruction of justice, altering documents, providing false testimony under oath swearing out um, uh, FISA court applications under oath that you know to be false, 
if if it can be proved that those uh, individuals who did that knew that at the time that they made those representations that the representations were false you can expect that there will be prosecutions and this is the first of just what i expect to be many you know when the fbi tracked down christopher Steele's source the primary source of information for his phony dossier and the guy laughed at it and said are you kidding me this is you know speculation conjecture rumor innuendo uh, from random associates and my drinking buddies. It's not uh, verified or true. Shouldn't James Comey's FBI gone immediately to the FISA court and said, we apologize, we withdraw our application to surveil Carter Page? And isn't their failure to do that a continuing fraud on the court? It would have required... Uh intestinal fortitude and courage political or, or otherwise to do that and that would have been the right thing to do and they didn't do it and when there was discussion for example in the oval office about trying to predicate an investigation under the logan act which they knew better uh, was not appropriate there should have been an adult in the room somebody from the president you know on down to say hey wait a second you know this is potentially politically motivated and somebody needs to put a stop to this and we now know that none of that happened all the way through the collection of people that are the usual suspects, Susan Rice, uh, Sally Yates, Jim Comey, Clapper, Brennan, right. uh, 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 Vice President Biden, President okay. Obama. None of them. All, they all had an opportunity to say, you know what, this is wrong and it needs to stop. And they Robert, didn't do it. Robert Ray, many thanks, sir. That was my discussion with former independent counsel Robert Ray. In a recent interview, Attorney General William Barr said this about the Trump-Russia collusion investigation that turned out to be nothing more than a hoax. Quote, I think our nation was turned on its head for three years based on a completely bogus narrative that was largely fanned and hyped by a completely irresponsible press. I think there were gross abuses and inexplicable behavior that is intolerable in the FBI. Well said. James Comey was fired from the FBI for his gross abuses. Andrew McCabe was canned for lying not once, but four times. Peter Strzok, he was sacked for his egregious misconduct, embodied by all the profane text messages he sent while investigating Trump. Despicable people, all three of them. But termination is not enough. If there's any justice left at the Department of Justice, these people will also be held criminally accountable. And perhaps Kevin Kleinsmith will be the rat who holds the key. And that's The Brief. Be sure to pick up my book on this, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. A link to the book is available at thegregjarrett.com. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening. <music>